<laughs> That's a story. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yep, I've kept up with Kingdom Hearts. Um, I was the weirdo who would go out and buy a brand new console just for Kingdom Hearts. You tell me I need a Game Boy Advance, I'm getting Game Boy Advance. PSP, no problem. Nintendo DS, of course. 3DS, it's the only game I had for it. I bought a PlayStation 3 with the hopes that Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to come on. It never did. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host, Zeke. In this episode, I have raised art to speak about being an artist. You can find more information about him by clicking the link in the description below. I'd like to give a content warning for you to use this episode and hope you day and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. To be here, thank you for joining, and I'd like to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, my name is Ray's Arts. I'm a digital freelance illustrator who specializes in anime style art and design. Um, I mostly do commissions, but I also do teaching, and I'm finishing up the first chapter of my comic this month. Nice, yeah, cool. So, we can start with the um basic question so, what kind of got you into the designing and art? <laughs> So um, I've been drawing ever since I was four. I'm 32 now. Uh, the very first thing that I drew was Sonic the Hedgehog. And so um, kind of stuck with it ever since then. Um, I've had one goal in life, and that was <laughs> to become a cartoonist. And uh, yeah, I was able to get it done. So, you know. Nice. Now I was reading your body and saying how you was inspired by um, Florida Alchemist, Kingdom Hearts, and Sonic the mm-hmm. Hedgehog. So what kind of like aspects of each of those three that you take into your designing? Um, I'd say that uh, my characters are, <clears throat> sorry about that. I say that my characters uh, have sonic style exaggerations um, in the faces and in the way that they uh, express themselves. Um, but the storytelling is much more related to Full Metal Alchemist and Kingdom Hearts. Um, very, uh, melodramatic but also um deep character rich work um my fight choreography is cool too but uh i really want you like to dig into the heart of who my characters are whenever i'm telling a story so are you for me or like with my anime i like action more the stories are you like a story person more than i'm action? definitely a story guy <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> the fights can be great but if it's not saying anything then you know I uh, kind of lose interest really quickly. It's like, why am I caring? Why am I here? Yep, yep, yep. That's me. <laughs> me, I just like <laughs> some like recent ones that come out that came out uh, where people are in love with it. I'm like, why? Nothing has happened. Nothing. I mean, I'm like at least a thin story. I just need to get to the point, and then we can have the action. I'm like, yes. I think I like the voice storytelling between the fighting, like. People decision making. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely understand that. Like, um, someone like My Hero Academia can tell a story through the fights or Dragon Ball. Um, but, you know, like, I, I I definitely prefer the narrative over the action. Although I've seen some really cool fight scenes um, this past year. Like, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, mm-hmm. not a huge fan of the story. Um, I don't think there really is one yet. Uh, in the anime, I don't read the manga. But, um, 
the fight scenes are amazing. So um, I definitely see, you know, like the appeal as far as that goes. Studio Mappa is uh, killing it right now. They need some time to rest. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I go back to stories, I always go back to like the fight scenes. I always go to like specific moments. I always go back to like a story beat. Yeah. And to continue, so I'm not so on the side note. Did you how have you kept up with Kingdom Hearts? Of course, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yep, I've kept up with Kingdom Hearts. Um, I was the weirdo who would go out and buy a brand new console just for Kingdom Hearts. You tell me I need a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I'm getting Game Boy Advance. PSP, no problem. Nintendo DS, of course. 3DS, it's the only game I had for it. I bought a PlayStation 3 with the hopes that Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to come on. It never did. If I would have known that, I never would. I bought a PS3 and a PS4. Oh, I guess Kingdom Hearts 3 did come on PS4. Um, and I have my PS5 right now because I'm hoping and praying that uh, <laughs> they're not going to play us this time. I played the mobile games, everything. So, the story's not as convoluted as people try to act like it is. Um, it's just hard hard to explain <laughs> before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out I was watching a YouTube video to catch up and I was like I'm still confused I know this yeah. more than one Sora everybody Sora well everyone's Xehanort um, there's everyone's kind of Sora it's it, it's tough alright <laughs> <laughs> um, no in all seriousness man Kingdom Hearts 3 was a bit disappointing um, I know like a bit of the backstory. Nomura was really upset that he got taken off of Final Fantasy versus 13 or Final Fantasy 15 as we uh called it. And um he pretty much, in my opinion, put the story of Kingdom Hearts 3 to the back burner so that he can tell the story that he um wants to tell with uh Kingdom Hearts 4. Mm-hmm. So, you know. No more feet sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and go back to your art. It's so like bright and vibrant with the colors that you choose. Yeah. That's what kind of drew me to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome. Yeah, uh color is very important. Um whenever it comes to designing my artwork. Uh I try to keep things as bright as possible, even whenever I'm telling the darker story. So I really appreciate that uh that you got that. Yay. Mission accomplished. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And what kind of kept you going through like designing and creating over these years? Uh well, I am very, very stubborn. Um this is a uh this is a very tough um industry to break into, but uh you know, I was just telling a buddy of mine yesterday, I was just like, you know, um, making your own manga, making your own comics, man, it kind of uh, puts you in the shoes of a protagonist. And um, if you're a protagonist, then you have to have plot armor, right? So it'll eventually work out for me. I, I'm sure it will. He was like, my story, ain't, my story isn't written yet. I got yeah. time to make it. Yeah? You're making the story? Oh, uh, no. I'm just like, apparently hearing you, but like, I'm just saying, I created it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Your story is no, that's exactly right. Because yep. me, I'm like a creative sometimes here and there. 
I take breaks, but like I understand like the mindset that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. Like creative, but like, you want to create, you want to get it out. Yeah. No, it, it you almost can't sleep, you know, like if you're not living on your purpose, man. And like some people were put on this earth to be doctors and lawyers and scientists. I was put on this earth to create, and I really don't think that I'd be able to live my life the way in which would bring me fulfillment, true fulfillment, without um bringing that to the light. And, and the people in your life, did you have to convince them into it, or they were just like, they seen it as a child, and like, can you keep going? Um, <laughs> so my art journey is actually pretty funny. Uh, I guess I've been drawing since I was four years old. Um, I live in Pittsburgh. And uh, I didn't really go to like art school or anything like that here. Um, I ended up moving to North Carolina when I was 11 and I got put into art school. And where like I was the big kahuna in Pittsburgh um, at the time. And Charlotte in an art school, like with people who also are like me and creating every day. I was a minnow, man. I was a baby fish in a big ocean, and I had no idea. I didn't really realize, like, I was like Frieza in a lot of ways, right? Like, I didn't realize the importance of training until I met some real sayings out there. And uh, it, um, I went to art school for two years and then moved back to Pittsburgh. And it, like, put a, a big fire underneath me to do well and make sure to, uh, to do the things I say I really want to do despite uh, the competition out there. Um, I'm really big on anime where there's like a rival or like um, a character to go against. So like this Naruto Sasuke thing was like huge for me. Sora Riku, amazing. Goku Vegeta. Um, I've had several rivals and several people in my life to kind of help push me forward. And I've had a lot of mentors as well to kind of keep me um in the right mindset as far as this art game goes. Um, and now I'm kind of at a stage where I know that my artwork is great. I know that uh, what I'm doing is amazing. I just have to do it my way and be confident that uh, that's enough. Yeah. It's like the kid, the guy who goes to the league and everybody's nice. He's just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how it is. You come from hometown. Everybody's from their hometown number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and it's weird how that works, right? Like, <laughs> it's like there's no one else that does what you do until you get around and move a little bit. And so, you know, I'm really thankful for uh, that opportunity because um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be the big shot, but I'm also really thankful for the opportunity to understand how small I really am because it uh, it gave me the confidence and the understanding um, that I needed to be able to push myself and be a self-starter. Um, but then it also grew me into someone who gets to see reality for what it is and figure out your own, how to make your own mark um, without beating yourself up too much, too. And I don't think I'd be able to do that if I didn't have the confidence, some would say arrogance, that uh, I had when I was a kid. I think I kinda, you kind of need some arrogance. Like, um, after you say that you need that, Belief like I'm gonna do it because you look at the odds, that's not your favorite. And if you just sit there and think about it, you're gonna be thinking about you're gonna be trying to strategize instead of just doing. Yep. Yep. Um, I met this uh guy, um, it's kind of like a big brother to me, uh, Mike Smalls. He um 
he's a fitness trainer. And uh, one of the things that he says all the time is progress over perfection. And um, I didn't really like get why that was important, but consistency beats talent any day, you know? And so I was really thankful to kind of learn that lesson as well. Hard work beats talent when talent does a hard work hard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nope, that's absolutely right. You know, like there are so many people that I'll meet and like, oh yeah, I can't draw. I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's like, well, how much do you want to draw? You know, like, is it something that, uh, that is truly a passion for you? If it is start practicing today, do it again tomorrow. And the next day, keep showing up and eventually your skills will sharpen up. Yeah. Just not everybody. Some people start ahead, but they're not the best. They just, they just, it looks like it flows for them, and then it's not mm-hmm. to put the effort in to make it better. Mm-hmm. So when you're creating, how does it feel when you're creating? <laughs> it uh, it feels like I'm being pulled into another world. Um, it's really interesting. Like I, uh, I'm the author. I'm the creator. I'm the guy who's putting everything together. But once certain things are kind of put in stone, the characters almost lead themselves um, throughout the stories that are being created. You know, like I'm just a conduit. Um, I, you know, like I was telling uh, my fiance, um, because she's like, well, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? Uh, And I I tell her, I'm like, hey, I can't just make these guys do whatever (laughs) I want them to do just because I made them, you know, like they have character personalities and things that um would only work for them you know and so i kind of build a story around that do you ever have the thing about plot hole because we you watch anime and read manga like you're familiar with the medium do you ever have to like be mindful of the plot holes just in case yeah yeah absolutely um have you ever seen the anime uh bakuman not bakugan battle brawlers <laughs> but bakuman nah um, it's by the uh, creators of Death Note. Um, it's about a oh, I, I heard of it. It's that they they make a manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Their goal is to uh to turn their uh, manga into an anime. Um, and the uh, the artist, his goal is to turn into an anime so that he can get married. He met this girl in middle school, and they vowed that they would get married after they made their dreams come true. And uh, the author, he just wants to really make an anime, and so um. On top of learning the hard work of making their own manga, along the way, they gained a whole bunch of new rivals as well as friends. And those friends really helped them along the way. And so like when it comes to plot holes and things like that, it's really important to be protective of your ideas. But it's also really important to be able to have people that you trust to be able to talk about like, hey, does this make sense? And, you know, like have people ask you questions. Well. Okay, so they're doing this, but what about that? What would happen if this were to happen and things like that? And if you don't have all the answers, that's okay, but you should have most. Yeah. It'd be funny, like somebody who critiques like Naruto plot holes and then they make mm-hmm. their own story. And then somebody's yeah. like, what happened to you? Like, what are you right, about? right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, bam. Now that acts like um creators like a story is not written at one time. It's like over time. So like, I wonder how people keep track of what, 
they what they wrote in their chapter one, and that was like chapter fifteen. Yeah, for me personally, um, I do actually script out all of my chapters. Um, I have the first twelve chapters fully written, uh, but I also have a complete timeline of my stuff as well. So like, I know kind of like the plot beats, uh, beginning to end of not only the different arcs, but the entire story in and of itself. And so I try to be very mindful of um, plot holes because people uh, who make podcasts and people who make YouTube <laughs> will definitely um, point them out. <laughs> I'll be being in like, hey, we talked about this. Like, what happened? Like, yep, 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 yep. See, man, you know how embarrassing that would be? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I've been, I've been mindful. Nah, right. not mindful enough. <laughs> So take a step back to when you found out like other people was just as good and better. Did you ever like, how did you like feel in that moment? Like, oh, like that's, that's like a whole 180. That's like a whole shot. Yeah. Uh, well, have you ever watched uh, Legend of Korra? Yeah. You saw that first episode where she breaks the wall and she says, <laughs> I'm the avatar. You have to deal with it. Yeah. That was me, man. I was very much like, headstrong, um, almost to a fault. Uh, yeah, I see that you're better than me. I don't care because I'm going to be better than you one day, blah, blah, blah. And um, I didn't realize the importance of collaboration and like actually like calming down and learning the process um, until much, much later. But uh, yeah, no, man, that, that arrogance kind of just kind of helped me flow and move on. And now I've turned that arrogance into a more fine and precise thing where I um, can learn, where I can go to people and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. How do you how do you do this? Or, you know, I really thought that I had this uh, thing like mastered, but um, I can't I can't figure it out. Um, what are some tips? And uh, I just built a community around me now. My rivals are like my best friends now. Nice. Okay. But I just love my dog, but like um continuing like creating. Do you like do you like visualize for me? My creating is more like a feeling. Like I feel what it's supposed to be. Do you feel it or do you like see it in your mind? Um a mixture of both, right? Like it, it does take a bit of intuition to be a creative, um, but you also kind of need to have a clear vision. Um, you know, like I, I had the intuition that I'd be a cartoonist one day, but if I just sit around thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a cartoonist, I'm gonna be a cartoonist, I'm gonna be a cartoonist, and I don't do any of the work that kind of comes with it, then I'm just sitting around dreaming. Um, dreams without action, you might as well be napping, you know what I mean? Uh, and so, you know, like I have a very set vision and goal in my mind and ways in which to achieve it but it's not written in concrete you know what I mean so like if I go here and I realize that this doesn't work I'm just going to pivot and re-figure out how to make it work this way um but ultimately I'll never give up yeah I just think about you go back to new school I think about I went to business school but like I also did graphic design there and that's mm. similar to like how you was in Pittsburgh where you like it's not that many designers, so you're like you're more special, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But if I went to like a design school or like anything like that, then it's really like then it's like a different skill set I had to um create. 
Yeah. 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 Um, and how did how did you feel about that? Uh, for me, it was mostly in real time. Mostly, I'm um, just trying to get experience and like graphic design. Just like, okay, I decided to do this now. Try to get back into it. So let me just work as much as I can. Right. So I learned more than like the business side of it, like how to like get things out faster and um work with people and mostly like work within the system. Mm-hmm. Compared to like with I feel like it, um like a creative school when you learn to be an individual, but also um I like say like create um convey a message or like be freer. Yeah. Cool. This is like when dad said incredible everybody everybody's special, then nobody's special. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Syndrome said that, not Syndrome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh that man, yeah, that's very true. Um, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be amongst the special ones, just watch. Yeah. <laughs> there's always that one, there's always that point zero 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 one percent. You got this. Man, it's ninety-nine percent <laughs> in my world. <laughs> For me, speaking exclusively. <laughs> so to now pivot into like you're um on the different boards, you like you're like teaching art. How's that going? Great. Um, it was actually something that I never saw in the cards for me. Um, so I guess before I get into teaching, uh, let me kind of tell you how I got here. Yeah. So um, it was 2021. Um, COVID. And I ended up getting the virus. And as like everybody knows, like this wasn't like, oh yeah, you get COVID, go to sleep a couple of days, go back to work. Like this was still new COVID. Like I think I'm going to die. You just like man, yeah, I work. Right. And so like this is you know before the vaccine or like right as the vaccine was coming or whatever. Um, and so I met work and. These guys, uh, they know that I have COVID. I've had COVID for like two days at this point. Um, I've not been able to get any rest, any sleep or anything like that. And it's getting really bad to the point where I have to drive to the emergency room. Mind you, my job knows this. And so uh, I'm in in the emergency room waiting uh, area. And... I'm answering emails. I'm responding to phone calls. I can barely breathe. I'm setting up meetings so that like I can figure out whatever's going on. And then I just stop. I'm like, these fools are really gangsters for real. They got me out here doing all this stuff to bring all their dreams to life. And if I were to die in this hospital room, I'd be replaced next week. If they can take their dreams and exploit me. And if the world, entire world can shut itself down, I can at the very least bring my own dreams to fruition. And so, you know, like I already had some money saved up. Um, so I quit my job, gave them a two week notice, whatever. And um, I think I had like six or eight months worth of bills, uh, worth money saved up, paid all my bills up front. Um, quit my job on a Friday and I ended up getting my first comic gig on that Monday. They didn't know anything about me quitting my job or anything like that. It was like, God, like really just opening up, like 
smacked me on the back of my head and said, about time, dummy. <laughs> and uh, I worked with Yona Harvey. Um, she's a professor at Pitt University, but she also uh, wrote the first chapter of Black Panther World of Wakanda. Um, and so she asked me to be the artist for this uh, horror story that she was writing called Something in the Water. And um, it got published in the Dead Beats Anthology. You can actually look that up online if you want to see my work. Um, so that was my very first like printed comic in other people's hands. And ever since I've been just doing commissions. And so uh, one day I ended up getting a phone call. Hey, Ray, uh, did you think about teaching? So no, not really. I, um, I'm trying to get my comic out. And you're like, okay, well, we think you'd be a great teacher. You already, you know, um, you're already a full-time artist. Uh, we really think that, you know, like people would be inspired by that. And I was like, okay, well, sure, I'll try it out. And so I ended up teaching at a uh, private school where um, my, uh, like, there was a woman who created the um, curriculum and I would just teach her curriculum. Well, um, the the curriculum actually didn't have everything for digital arts. It was all for traditional, um, but a lot of my students had iPads. So I made some uh, changes to the curriculum with her permission, of course, and um, started teaching the kids like how to use Procreate and Clip Studio Paint, things like that, and how to build their own comics and character designs off of that. And it ended up snowballing into now I have my own curriculum and I'm going to schools, um, you know, like without the third party and uh, serving as a contractor at um, various schools. I have three schools under my belt right now, adding two more um, this spring. And I'm teaching three summer camps this uh, in summer 2023. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so break that down. So like you kind of had that realization, like I'm just replaceable. This is this isn't it. I got one life. Mm-hmm. Might as well just do something like. Yep, that arrogance kicked in, <laughs> man. It said, "Y'all gonna exploit me? <laughs> I'm not even doing something I like, man. I'll see y'all later." <laughs> and it's been amazing ever since. Um, I've done work for RDC World. I've done work. Uh, album covers for um, artists on the TV show Insecure. Um, I've, you know, like created stuff for uh, YouTuber Kurt Ritchie. That's my boy. Um, Kurt, if you listen to this, what's up, man? Um, it's been an amazing journey. Nice. RDC, Gene Con, be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking to Afong to uh, figure out uh, if there's a space for me there. Um, so, yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm like, oh my god, we see you again. <laughs> but that's amazing. And like they say, once you teach something, you pretty much mastered it. So I'm guessing you mastered your cartooning and designing. Ah, uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mastered all your time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I uh, so I used to study um Tang Soo Do, um when I was a kid, and. I think I ended up being like a um, orange belt uh, with the green stripe. 
but the the black belt actually wasn't black it's blue um in korean black actually symbolizes death and death means no more learning so the belt is like the navy blue as if to say that even though you've mastered this there's still so much more that you can learn and i think that that's a, an amazing way to go about life so i'll never call myself a master or someone who has mastered anything as a matter of fact i still think that there are so many more people that are better at what i do than i am but um i do teach tenacity and i do teach students how to think as a cartoonist how to think as a comic book artist and how to not be afraid to put themselves out there right so in terms of like teaching how do you like teach because i always think about like What's the, what's the line between teaching and then saying this is what I would do? Um, well, I always try to encourage students to keep their own voice. Uh, I try to work with them so that they can figure out who they are as a creative and um, work from there. Uh, I work with students from various ability types. Um, I have some students that are phenomenal artists already. And I also have some students that are just starting off and have no idea. Um, people will always say things like, oh, I can't draw. It's like, well, can you write your name? Yeah, I can write my name. Okay, then you can draw. You just don't know yet. And um, just to watch them blossom and grow, uh, it's incredible. And um, whenever I'm talking to teachers, they're like, well, how are you going to teach them this entire program and blah, blah, blah. Students are really, really smart. And they pick up stuff really, really quickly. Um, and so it's incredible how quick they like grasp the concepts of layers and line work and coloring and clipping and all that stuff. Um, they they're a lot more incredible than than what I feel like we give them credit for sometimes. Like they have it, they still have the vocabulary, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And after your work is finished. How do you see it? Because for me, I always see I see the progress. I see the um the progression. Like I see all the effort in the work. I always see like the mass the finished piece. Mm -hmm. So uh I use Clip Studio Paint to do um the majority of my artwork. And one of the cool things about Clip Studio Paint, I believe it was an update that was added last year. Um it automatically creates a time lapse for you. So uh I go back and I actually watch my time lapses. And I'll sometimes post them um, on my Instagram. Nice. Because it's just like, I don't like, because you can see something like, oh, this is a mistake. And other people like, oh, this is so amazing. Because they always like see what you see. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, one of the things that I actually did learn in uh, North Carolina. Um, don't point out what you think is a mistake because the client may not see it that way. But if the client sees it and they ask you to change it and they're paying you, then absolutely. Um, but again, you got to go back to that progress versus uh, perfection type thing. So, you know, like you could spend a million years working on one perfect piece, but you might not ever get it out the way that you want it to. So you may as well put it out there once it's good enough to the point where the world can see it. Detox, Dr. Dre. <laughs> yes. And 
Then I think about like sometimes like creating a story, then I get stuck because like since I'm very heavy on like bank scenes, that's mm-hmm. all like I know. Like I have no idea how I'm gonna get there. Oh no. So what's your thing on how you keep your characters like progression reasonable? Uh well, you don't want to create someone that's overpowered, right? Unless it's like a, a satirical story like One Punch Man. Um figure out why you want to give them a power up. Like, is it because it looks cool or is it because it serves a narrative purpose in your story? Um, everything that I do serves some type of narrative purpose. Um, even my over, overpowered characters, I really do try to um, have it be a narrative reason why they're that way. And you always want to give them some type of weakness. Um, you know, like you could be like a Rocky and having like crazy uh fourth dimension wall breaking fight scenes where their weaknesses are something crazy that you'd never see or you can uh figure out ways in which to tell the story where it's like oh yeah well that makes sense um you know that has to be his weakness because i looked five chapters ago and he's never done his ability without doing blah 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 so maybe that's the weakness like you always want to make it so that it makes sense in your story. Nice. Okay. Cool. Is there anything that I haven't mentioned yet that you want to go over? Uh, no, nah, man. I think that uh, you did a pretty good job with the questions. Thanks. Any questions yeah. you have for me? Anything you want to go over? Uh, well, I mean, I could ask about how you got started on your podcast and things like that, but I feel like other... Um, <laughs> other contestants already asked that, those questions so I just say keep doing what you're doing man and um, I can't wait to see uh, the greatness that comes out of you thanks yeah cool, cool. so I can answer the questions just to get to somebody's first episode so okay long story short um, after I graduated college I didn't know what I was going to do I came home from an interview wasn't happy seen some people I know on a podcast and I was like, yeah, I can do this. At first mm-hmm. it felt like designing, but then I switched it to more something like this because I hate animating. Yeah. So I, um, I understand that. <laughs> so yeah. But um yeah, and that's kind of how I got into it. And then I was many people like to get a job and I got a job. So now I'm just like nice. Yeah. What was your favorite interview that you've uh done so far? Favorite interview? Mm-hmm. I say it was with the Panic Bros. Um, just a friend of mine and his friend, his best friend, from okay. college, and like um, I didn't, I met him later in his college career, like our college career, so I didn't get to know that well. But like, no, show him seemed like that passion and like their own creative ventures, like their podcasting and their like gaming and stuff. And it was like, oh, there's other people like me out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's really cool. Like I said, you're doing something really awesome, man. And your podcast is pretty cool. So can't wait to see further episodes from you. Um, Thank you for having me on. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, do you have anything else for me? Uh, Where can people find you? Uh, Yeah, so you can find me uh, mostly on Instagram. um, Raise Arts, R-A-I-Z underscore A-R-T-S. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. That's RaiseArts, all one word. Um, you can go to RaiseArts.com and you can see all my artwork there. Um, 
Uh, watch out on my Instagram because I'll be announcing uh, the Gumroad link for my comic that will be releasing February 6th. Nice. It's called Twilight Angel. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I guess one fun question is, if he, what would your origin story be and how would you like represent it? Like, a story, mm-hmm. how would you represent your story? Give me a little fake. <laughs> uh, in the world where arts have been taken away, one guy is raising up to serve, show them all. Raise arts, starring in Raise arts, the movie. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> nice. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Up Podcast to a close. Again, you can find more information about Raised Arts by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I have Ray Buffer to speak about being an actor. Hope you're doing day, and hope to see you there.